Hey, what's going on? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is an awesome way to save money on video games. Basically, it's, it's a subscription service. You can think of it as Netflix back when Netflix was known for sending you DVDs and Blu-rays <laughs> instead of just being on the net. Um, basically, what happens is you, sp- you pay a monthly subscription fee and they will send you a game. Um, and when you're done with the game, you send it back and they'll send you another one, whatever's in your queue. They also have a service like Netflix where they'll send you DVDs and Blu-rays as well. So it's pretty awesome. They have over 8,000 titles from pretty much every platform available. PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Wii, Wii U, all of them. So if I wanted to play Overwatch, I can just use Games... Gamefly for it? Yes, you could. Cool. You pay a monthly fee and they give you the game and you just keep playing it. You can actually keep it for as long as you want, as long as you're paying the monthly fee, obviously. Um, so there's no late fees. And if, say, you like a game a lot and you want to keep it, and they'll sell it to you at a used price. So nice discounted price. So it's uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I wish I knew about this when I was younger, or they had it when I was younger, because when I was older, rocks were games. There was no <laughs> video games. I was playing with dirt. Gameflyoffer.com forward slash be then BTI. You will get a free 30-day trial. So it's pretty sweet. You get to try it for free. So once again, it's uh, GameFlyOffer.com forward slash be then BTI. And now, on with the show. On with the show. On with the show. There is a story so strange in its implications that it defies ordinary classification. Welcome to Black of the Black Times Infinity. We have a special... Special S Class interview. This is uh, Salim, not pro- not just Prodigy, joining you. <laughs> uh, we're going to go around the room uh, and just kind of introduce ourselves. We'll start with our special guest, Nima. Hi, uh, my name is Nima Shams. I'm vice president of Head Warren here at ODG in San Francisco. Great. Awesome. On my far left, um, it's your boy Blue, but AKA Danny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on my immediate right, uh, for the very first time ever, we have a special guest, Aman, joining us. How you guys doing? Very nice. Good, good. Right. Happy to be here. Happy right. to be here. There right. we go. All yeah. right. Some enthusiasm, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have Kronos on the ones and twos. Yep. Hey, what's going on? Back at it. Back behind the board again. No headphones. It's a little weird. So it, yeah. You, you let yeah. us know how we're doing. But uh, we are here in San Francisco, right by AT&T Park. So in the background. Yes. For the beautiful, Giants. Beautiful AT&T Park. Um, over at ODG. Mm. And we have had a awesome awesome tour uh we saw bunny suits we yep. saw uh, <laughs> ar uh, we saw tech that goes into surgery exactly. all of that exactly so when you bring all of these elements together you make magic right you bring in technology you bring smart people you bring dry, driven people you put them under one roof in a beautiful setting and you make magic i love it i love it um Anybody want to jump in with a... We don't have a, 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 an actual list of yes, questions. Yes, we do free... because we're professional. What is yes. wrong with you? Got to <laughs> there is yeah. a list. All right. So first thing we actually wanted to, to understand and have our listeners understand, and I guess viewers, uh, for this video, is what's the history of ODG? What uh, I guess we'll start with there. The history of ODG. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, ODG is the brainchild of our CEO, Ralph Osterhout. He's a prolific inventor. Um, he's been making... Anything from scuba gear to toys from Mattel. He made the dart gun in the movie Shark uh, Jaws. Nice. He made uh, some of the underwater vehicle in the movie James Bond movies. Um, but he's also made real toys for Uncle Sam as well. Night vision goggles that were used in the 80s. The PBS uh, night vision goggles. Probably still use them now. I was in the military, so. Oh, yeah. yeah you, probably, <laughs> you, you probably did use them. So, yeah. uh, I like how yeah, he said, like, 
adult or military adult toys. toys. <laughs> he says it all the time. I made toys for kids and I made toys for adults. Yeah, that's right? awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so about you know 2008, 2009, he said, look, all your primary senses are on your head. Your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your brain, your ears are on the head. That's where the technology needs to be, mm-hmm. right? And if you see the natural progression of how we interact with our devices, first you went to a room that had a desktop computer, might have a turbo button, right? And then you evolved and had a laptop, and then you have a, now a phone. That friction to connect and to be curious and to get technology is just dissolving. And the next natural evolution of that is a product like this, where you wear it like sunglasses on your head, but it brings your digital world to you. And that's what we're trying to achieve here at ODG. Right. And so I guess what's the, the history of AR? Because I, I have to be honest with you. I, I didn't hear about AR until more recently. Um, it kind of came up with, with VR, but not because it's obviously going in a different direction. But um, do you have any historical, I guess, moments in AR that you can point out? Because I, I don't even know when it started. Yeah, absolutely. So um, AR has been the golden child of the dream of people in our industry. Why? Because unlike VR, which takes you from the real world and puts you in the digital world, AR does the opposite. It brings your digital world to your reality. So, you know, Minority Report, he was walking by, everything was popping up. So it's been in sci-fi, it's been in fiction. And a few people tried to do AR on the phone, right? A few people have, if you look at Snapchat, it's pretty much AR. You you Mm -hmm. tweak yourself, right? But the experience on the phone holding a device isn't the same as seeing the real world through your eyes and seeing it change. And so that, that progression, that history, but the reason you haven't seen it because it's really, really hard, yeah. right? You, we've had to have major breakthroughs, not in our optics, but also the electronics and the ergonomics and the packaging and to the really, and the battery, absolutely, <laughs> to build a product that you could wear and use you know, daily or at your work that enhances. So, so it's an evolution. And... To put it in context to VR, VR is a subset of AR. Because I I could take my current AR glasses, take the shields off, put really dark, non-see-through shields, Mm -hmm. put a little shroud around it, and suddenly I'm VR. Mm -hmm. Right? So VR is actually a subset of AR. And the true future that we believe is this mixed reality of AR and VR. Yeah, Yeah, that's the first thing I was thinking when I saw AR is um, I think for most people, AR would be more appealing, especially non-tech people, because you're still within the limits of the normal world. Exactly. And with VR, I think some people are kind of apprehensive because it's like you're in a different place and some people just, they don't like that experience. Exactly. Um, yeah. Can so I, it's not well, isolating. Sorry, Omar. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask really quickly. So what actually, what was the process for getting these glasses to look so fashionable? Oh, wow. Because <laughs> people see them for the first time and they don't look like high-tech devices per se. Mm-hmm. They look like almost regular sunglasses that you would just see almost anybody wearing. They look like those Oakleys. The, the Oakley, what do they call them? The ones where they have the MP3 players on them? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, th- I'm, I'm glad. Thank you for saying that. So, look, we've been at, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been at this since 2008, 2009. Okay. Um, but unlike your typical companies in the Valley, and we're not a startup, uh, we've been privately held up to now, uh, we didn't create something in a lab and then tell the world, hey, here it is. <laughs> We actually started very systematically. We started with the government. We went for specific use cases and specific needs, you know, for anywhere from biometrics to logistics, learned from those feedback, modified the design. Oh, it was a little too heavy on my nose. Oh, it didn't wrap well, or it wasn't bright enough. Or, hey, sand keeps getting into the earbud holes. We put Mm -hmm. magnets, right? So lessons learned. 
we iterated. We went to the next design to heavy industry. Think mm-hmm. oil and gas. I'm in the middle of the sea on a platform. Something goes down. I need an expert. It's going to take him 24 hours just to fly there. I wear these glasses. Camera turns on. He sees what I'm seeing. We iterated from that. And then we went to ergonomics, improved uh, uh, mobility, and we went to enterprise. And now we're working. The R7 is targeted to the enterprise market. Okay. So to your point, it's it's been an iterative process. But what we've realized is uh, the user is not going to compromise, right? He's used to that beautiful high screen definition screen he has at home. Yeah. He's used <laughs> to that horsepower that's in his pocket. So any product that's going to offset those needs to match or exceed that. And especially a product that sits on your face, it's going to be fashion. You guys are all very fashionable gentlemen, right? It needs to look good because if it doesn't look good, no one's going to wear it. Right. Correct. Yeah. Because I remember when uh, when we interviewed you at um, at AWE, like uh, looking through the looking through the glasses, like um, the main concern with AR was the field of view. Like it, you would think that like you know you need this big field of view, but you don't really need that because like you're mainly like looking forward and your your head turns. So like you just need like a certain amount of field of view. But uh, what's the field of view on the on, on your augmented glasses? Yeah, great question. So uh, for the R seven, because it's designed for work. Our field of view was 30 degrees diagonal. Why do we select that? Because when you look at a TV six feet away, a feet, a feet away, it's about 30 degrees. When you are working at your workstation or holding a tablet, it's 30 degrees. But what we showed at AWU was a Project Horizon. Mm-hmm. The Project Horizon is over 50 degrees field of view. Those so it amazing. gives you that immersion, that you know, that cinema quality. So 30 degrees is equivalent of a 60, 65-inch screen eight feet away. Nice. 50 degrees is equivalent of a 120-inch screen eight feet away. Yeah, because I remember we saw the demo of uh, <coughs> it was a trailer for uh, what the Captain Captain America or yeah. the, something Martian like that. or X Men or yeah, it was Martian. Yeah, yeah, one of those X-Men, movies. Yeah. yeah, it was X Men. It was X Men. <clears throat> but like, it was like you're literally sitting in front of like a, a giant hundred hundred inch TV, which was which was awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you can manipulate things. That was that was pretty cool. Um, when you had like the the ray gun that you could turn around and it was turning around in real time, that was pretty dope. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought the ray gun was from Fallout. I know it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I it looks thing. like it. Though. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. It does look like it. What's your favorite uh, aspect of AR right now, or or, or something that you're doing uh, that um, is basically on the cutting edge that you're most proud of? Oh, that's a fantastic question. So I know what all my peers' favorite right now is because of this whole Pokemon <laughs> Go, uh, we, uh, which we love, by the way, because it's trained the industry and the general public about what is AR, yeah. right? When people ask me what's AR, I'm like, it's Pokemon Go, but instead of holding my phone, I just see Pikachu running around on the table, right? <laughs> yeah. And they get it. Um, but, but for me, it's actually not AR or VR or any of that. It's mobile computing. It's the ability to wear a product that can do everything my phone or tablet can do, but now it's hands-free, body position independent, and fully private, right? I work in San, I live in San Jose, and I work in San Francisco, so I do a lot of public transportation, yeah. the Caltrain up and down uh, the peninsula. And being able to just lean back, watch my Netflix, or write my email, or do my banking, but have... Awareness of my surrounding, but know that's private to me. I think that's magical. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I think it's, it looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I think AR is and VR, but AR more so is they're going to replace TVs. I like I, so too. yeah, I saw the uh, the NFL demo for. I know I know it was a different product, but watching that demo, like I instantly got it. I was like, you're not going to need to have 
a TV in one certain location, you can just tell your AR glasses that, hey, this is where the TV is going to be. And then even if you look away and you look back, the TV is still there. It could be the whole size of your, uh, of your wall. Absolutely. And you can also have, like, stats and stuff on, like, your coffee table. I'm, st- I'm really looking forward to getting this stuff in my hands. And next time the Warriors play, I could <laughs> have the whole, you know, the whole basketball Foster. court on, on oh, yeah. the ground and look at it from any angle. Now I want to see Steph Curry. I could just click on him, and then 360 degree camera where he, you know, his seat is, and look around. It's going to change yeah. the way yeah. we consume everything. Yeah, it's it, going to be amazing. And it came out of nowhere, really. I think both oh, AR especially came out of nowhere. I, like, I never expected stuff to be basically Iron Man or Minority Report. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, especially yeah. that's right. Yeah, I was just like, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. got some mass commercial appeal. Oh, thank so you. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so Amon here, he's a, he's a firefighter, and uh, I think this would have kind of, uh, a lot of applications for your field. Do you have any questions as far as AR goes for your field, or just in general? I, I guess. I mean, I guess most of my real questions for my specific field would be: um, we work in some pretty hazardous environments, and you talked uh, previously about uh, some of the uh, government-specific uh, 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 applications that you guys had. Um, for us, most of it would be. Uh, some good applications, I think, for our specific energy would be uh, looking at uh, augmented reality for building construction, uh, mm-hmm. for um, telling us um, with thermal imaging, even night vision ca- capacities for helping us search, look, and uh, for either fires, victims, so on and so forth. Um, even uh, we were talking earlier in the walkthrough, we had uh, talked about uh, uh, the applications that you guys had for surgery. Um, one aspect that I could really see us using this is uh, um, traffic accidents, so rescue traffic accidents, so, uh, where you need to figure out where to specifically cut um, versus where your patient is, uh, what parts are actually under stress or under load uh, versus one versus the other. So I think it would have some mass appeal in, in uh, my specific field. Um, it would just have to get to the point where, uh, do, just like with the military, it would have to really work and be tested uh, and battleground tested in, in that regard. So, um, But it's there. I mean, I definitely think uh, we're a little, a little far out, but it's, we're right there on the cusp. And um, with my industry in general, the technology uh, has grown exponentially. Um, where we were just 10 years ago, didn't have computers, you know. Yep. And so and now, and now, you know, we were mapping ourselves via, you know, Thomas Brothers maps or maps on the wall. And, and now we're getting to the point where guys are mapping themselves from their phones and so on. So the, the, uh, the technology has increased exponentially. Uh, and uh, I've seen it just in my specific position, which I'm just now leaving, uh, where it's, it is really, really taken off. Um, and the industry is responding in the kind. And uh, uh, this is definitely going in the route that we're our industry is going and so um i guess my only real question would be is um what kind of application how soon i guess would be (laughs) you know i guess you know or yeah you know you know kind of roundabout way to getting it but yeah how soon um could something like that even just be for testing yeah Um, great question ahmad first of all thank you all right people are your like literally heroes Uh, and we appreciate it so thank you very much for what you do oh you're welcome um So to, to answer your question, let me, let me start by saying the R7s are currently available, okay. but these are targeted to the enterprise market. Mm-hmm. However, we are getting first responders, uh, first responders adopting it. Okay. There's, a, I believe, a French company called AMA. Okay. Um, what they do is they go after the golden hour. So yeah. I'm sure you're familiar yes. with it. Yes. So <laughs> an injury happened. Yeah. You show up. 
what am I supposed to do? You wear the glasses, it starts streaming to an expert mm-hmm. uh, in the hospital somewhere, a doctor that guides you through. So it's actually being used now. Good. It's being actually deployed now. Um, the ability to turn on this camera and have it have the perspective of what you're doing, where you're doing it, when you're doing it, mm-hmm. and putting that anywhere in the globe for expert to see yeah. is, is working now. Um, but on a roadmap, there are different... Uh, designs that I think can really benefit somewhere like you. We are working, I can't go too much in detail, but there is a company we're working with that we're integrating our technology into some type of uh, breathing apparatus. Yeah, that was (laughs) going to be my next question. That is a a huge uh, technology uh, where... We we're talking about the exponential increase in technology. That is a huge portion of it. Uh, I'm dealing directly with that uh, right now in my job with uh, working on getting new SCBAs uh, exactly. issued out. And so that technology is, is we're right there, um, where a lot of companies are doing now in mass thermal imaging. Exactly. Um, some um, on their remote pressure gauge, which is just the remote that we use for thermal imaging, where before we used to have these big, huge, massive cameras, and, and now we're shrinking this down to an inch and a half by inch and a half exactly. screen yeah. uh, so we could access that and have some situational awareness when we're out there uh, on, the, on, the, on the field. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, it'd be cool. Like, so, like, say you're going into a, into a burning building, there's, like, tons of smoke, mm-hmm. and, like, your partner goes behind a door or something like that, but, like, with the, with the AR... You can have like a like a little beacon, like a, up, a heads up display to let you know, like, hey, this is where your partner is. So in case he gets into trouble, yeah. you know where to go, and you have the schematics of the building, so you can easily find them and, and like rescue your partner. So. And breadcrumbs, I saw some. Yeah, like breadcrumbs. Bread yeah, cool. that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, so with uh, Bluetooth beacon technology, we have uh, deployed uh, some type of uh, aspects of that. These have full GNSS built in. Okay. It's a global navigation satellite system. All right. So not only do they track the U.S. GPS birds, but mm-hmm. they track the Russian birds, the GLONASS. Okay. And uh, the, the European, I think, is referred to as Magellan, and the Chinese, which is referred to as Baidu. Okay. So these glasses uh, actually track all of those positional satellites to give you pinpoint accuracy. That's good. Uh, we use um, the IMU significantly okay. because when you're inside a building there's no gps correct right? yes so you start using the imu and the mm-hmm. inertial sensors inside the device to remember how many how much did you accelerate forward correct how much did you accelerate up how much did you accelerate down yeah that uh that three axis inside of a building is a it seems to be a really tough uh technology Probably. to crack inside of, and so um that seems to be a really big access point not only for like Danny was saying accountability for our guys inside uh, but for someone outside to be able to see exactly where everyone's at and also for the gentleman inside so to, to do the same so yeah saving lives yeah, of course. <laughs> all right next question um what are what have been the generational I guess issues with with AR like wh- where have you guys seen like uh, specific problems within AR and then how did you um, without obviously giving up proprietary information, yeah, how did you resolve those issues? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, AR, like we said, is really challenging and tough. Uh, but what we've done is we've uh, created this portfolio of solutions that we think is very applicable for different use cases, right? For what a firefighter cares about is different than what a person sitting on a train and watching a movie cares about. Okay. And so what we've done is uh, created this toolbox that gives us different elements that we could stick together. One example is uh, we did a collaborative work with BMW Mini Cooper, uh, Qualcomm, and ODG for a glimpse of what the future of augmented reality in in the car would be. What was important there was see-through, 
right? Because if you can't see through the product up to 80%, you can't wear it at night. Right. You can't wear it going through a tunnel because mm-hmm. that becomes distracting. So yeah. our team uh, invented a solution, an optical solution that gives you up to 80% see-through. Right for someone like uh, Aman, you know, if you're looking at flames and fire, and there's huge, huge uh, background that's brilliant and bright, you need an optical display that can override that, either okay. through tinting or making it brighter. So we have designs for outdoors in bright sunlight under the sun, readable designs, and and that's a different tool game. So what our team has done is we've addressed it from a product level. Not from optics level, not from electronics level, but take all these different elements, put them together, and how can you come up with a solution that gives you what you need? Um, one example is there is a partnership we announced at AWE with the company Otoy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Otoy. They're uh, very famous in the industry, especially in the filming industry. They won two Academy Awards. Uh, they won for one for Benjamin Button and one for Avatar. Okay. So all the 3D modeling and effects. Uh, uh, was them yeah. and Jules, their CEO, when he saw you know the Project Horizon prototype, the massive, large uh, canvas he could play with, he just said, "Gotta have it," and poured it over all of his light field technology. Oh, nice! Yeah. And so now we can do actually light field at a product level on our platform, nice. and that's that's a game changer. Very nice. And your your glasses run Android, right? Absolutely, okay. yeah. We wanted to make sure the barrier to entry for developers was very low. Um, if you look at the phone market, the hardware has become a commodity. Yeah. Everyone's making really cool phones, and they all look great. But the software has become a monopoly, right? There's Crash. only iOS or Android. So trying to make your own operating system and force developers onto it just didn't make sense to us. Yeah. But we didn't want to necessarily be directly tied to what Google's plans are because we don't know where Google is going to take Android. Right. So what we've done is built our system around open source Android. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it allows all developers who know how to develop for Android to jump in and start playing around. So the barrier to entry developer for our product is very low. And if you're a developer out there watching, please check out ODG Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you put that, that in there. No, that's great. I used to work for a company and uh, a bank out here in San Francisco. And uh, I worked in the mobile part and just testing on multiple phones like it's such a variety between like what one phone is they can have even the same operating system but like just because the phones are different the phones can work totally different so absolutely having open source does does make it a lot easier yeah thank you Uh, and then what we've also done is we've uh, provided a full apk tools ui ux we have a full support side on ostrogroup.com so if you're a developer you could go check it out and what we're trying to do is addressed where Android kind of falls down a little bit. Let me give some examples on that. Yeah, please. Um, Android isn't designed for two displays, right? Android's designed for a phone, which is single display. The color black in our system doesn't exist, right? Black is see-through, right? So how do you, if I'm a UI developer and I can't use the color black because it's see-through, how do I address that? We have no touch screen, right? You're not going to be pointing and poking at your eyes. So how do you control a device that has no touch screen? And the most important one of all is you choose when to engage a phone. You pull it out. You say, I'm engaging you. And then you put it away. Glasses, it's always persistent. So now the system needs to know when to engage you. So if I'm running or biking, I don't want a pop-up message because that could distract me and I could fall. So the system now has to become almost smarter than the user Mm. and say, okay, let me present you this information now because it's safe. But I'm not going to present it to you in 10 minutes when you're doing this activity. 
So what we've done is put our own skin on top of Android. So hmm. if you have an Android app, it works. It'll okay. work fine. Everything will be good. But if you build on top of the skin, we call it Reticle OS. That's our operating system on top of Android. It starts addressing these type of problems and enhancing it. Uh, for example, we've invented a ring controller. Sits on your finger, has trackpad and buttons, but now I could do gestures. Oh, wow. See, that's, see yeah. first you talked about almost like AI, that's Jarvis. Now you got a thing like Iron Man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be like a, a press on nail that you can use. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or get like a little chip implanted in your finger. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Yeah. Uh, but so you take this ecosystem that we're trying to build, but make it familiar. Make it easily accessible. And that's our goal. Because we're only 85 people here in San Francisco. Wow. Right? This, this whole team, this, all of this innovation, product development is made by 85 passionate people. So we need to depend on the community. We need to depend on the developers out there to bring their knowledge and their experience onto our platform. Right. So um, where can just a regular Joe Schmo go to buy and purchase some of your products? That's a great question. Um, so um, it's been very humbling uh, launching the R7. We've launched it in January, and the demand has exceeded our expectations. Uh, so we're currently significantly backordered. Oh, wow. Um, wow. We're, we're backordered uh, qu- quite a bit. Um, industries we never thought of, new eyes like we talked about, uh-huh. people with macular degeneration, retinal pigmentosis, uh, to industries like uh, AMA, to people that are uh, you know, first responders, everyone of like hey can we get our hands on this yeah and so currently the only way to buy our product is directly from our website but it okay. is back ordered or through of our one of our vars value-added retailers in a specific industry so okay. if you're like in the oil and gas industry we have a partner there if you're in the healthcare industry we have partners there um currently that's the only method um and this is more you know current you know it's targeted at 2750 is the msrp Okay. So, because it's targeted for that professional base, it's made out of metal. It has high level IP ratings. Mm-hmm. It's you just banged that on the glass. I got, <laughs> oh, I got nervous. No, 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 no. You got to trust your product, right? Wow. And so we built very robust product based on our heritage and where we come from and what we've been developing in the past. Um, so, however, well, we know everyone asks when consumer is consumer. Yeah, that's nice We're question. not talking <laughs> about it, but for the first time ever, ODG is beginning to raise funds. Okay. And our first lead investor, which I believe is public knowledge, it is, it got announced, is 21st Century Fox. Oh, wow. nice. right? oh, okay. And the reason yeah. why you see a lot of Martian and X-Men mm-hmm. yeah. indicates that. And uh, wh- why we believe uh, a company like Fox is interested to us is because a product like this is going to eventually replace every screen in your life. Yeah. It will replace your phone, your laptop, your TV. And so having that content being presented to you in a proper way and in a stylish device is going to be very important. And we believe they they see that same vision and have joined the team. Oh, that's nice. in- invaluable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so has ODG really looked at um, other AR products and kind of seen where they've fallen short and then just kind of... Because it seems like you guys have addressed every problem pretty much that other AR, I guess, products have had. Uh, is that how you guys have been doing or, or this just came naturally as in like problems that you guys have already seen and you're just like all right this is what we have problems with this is how we're going to solve it yeah absolutely so um look the ar f- family is a very small yes. family. yeah and <laughs> i'm not going to talk in any disrespect to some of the amazing things our peers have done 
Um, you know, I know Google Glass got a lot of flack, but to us, it was a boon. Because oh, yeah. us, in 2008, 2009, trying to make AR glasses, and people are like, what is that? <laughs> and then Google Glass comes out, yeah. and they're, suddenly everyone knows what AR is. Yeah. Um, yeah. What HoloLens has done is magnificent with their tracking and connects technology. I'm a gamer, so I have an <laughs> Xbox, so I know. So taking that connects, flipping it on itself, and having you know that connects technology is really, really cool. And all that does is... Sh- it, sh- it creates that language. What, what we've done is we've, we've built our company on three pillars, three specific pillars. One, the user will not compromise with image quality like we talked about before, yeah, right? The quality yeah. of imagery they see around them is what they expect, and that's what we've delivered. Literally, the people who've developed our optics are the people that develop the IMAX lenses for movie theaters. Wow. So wow. we wow. know what standards to build this to. Two, we think that the product needs to be fully integrated, right? We believe that you need to put the technology where the head is and have it fully integrated. No wires, no cables. We, we believe that with it being fully integrated, it opens up a lot of use cases mm-hmm. and removes a lot of delays and makes sure the response is what you need it to be. Right. And last of all is we believe the product needs to be fully mobile. Right? This needs to be a product that you could use indoors and outdoors. This needs to be a product you could sit on a train or potentially save someone's life. Okay. So that's the three pillars we've built our product on. And every decision we make is guided by those three pillars. Right. That's pretty that's awesome. A great platform. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So is there any other – obviously, we, we know about Project Horizon because you guys announced it yes. a while ago. So, uh, But is there any other products that are coming out through ODG or is that – or can you talk about it or no? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't talk about our roadmap, uh, but it will be an exciting year, and next year is going to be even more exciting. Uh, Project Horizon, which you uh, described, is a prototype uh, which showcased our new technology in optics, the 50 degrees, 120 inch screen, 10 feet away, 8 feet away type of technology. Um, we're, we're very proud of this, and as you can see, it's pretty far along. Yeah. Um, the final product is going to be significantly more enhanced, a better processor, some cool features uh, that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but but not quite yet. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, ODG is always striving to improve on top of what it has, learn from what it has, and keep going forward. And that's what we do. Awesome. So when is... Uh Project Horizon come out. Do you guys have an ETA for that yet or no? Unfortunately, can't it's all good. It's yeah, all good. Yeah. But uh, a few things I could say it will be significantly more cost effective than the R7s. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I can say go. pretty definitively that the R7 is the best uh, AR that I've used that's currently out. And Project Horizon really blows that away, which is kind of hard to believe. Oh, wow. uh, so if you guys ever get a chance to check out Project Horizon, um, are you guys going to have it at CES next year? Uh, we will have a lot of cool things to see at CES. Okay. And then what, is there anything coming up where somebody – like how can somebody demo these glasses? Yeah, great question. So um, we have a fantastic business development team. Um, so if you, there's a specific uh, idea you have, if you're a developer or if your company can really benefit from a technology like ours, please feel free to reach out. You know, right on our webpage, australgroup.com, mm-hmm. uh, and talk to our team. Uh, we do go to some major shows. Uh, CES is definitely a huge show for us. Mm-hmm. So if you happen to be in Las Vegas in January, uh, swing by our booth. Um, and uh, AWE, where we first met, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Augmented World Expo is another major show for us. And you might even see us on Mobile World Congress this year. Ooh, so uh, awesome. Where is that? I believe that's Barcelona, Spain. Oh, so. wow. oh. <laughs> 
Get your tickets ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's off my passport. Um, I know earlier when we first got here, um, you guys, you mentioned how a few days ago you guys went to an actual Pokemon event. <laughs> yeah. and you, you brought your, your glasses with you. Uh, which glasses did you bring with you and how did that whole event go? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, ODG, we have some very talented uh, teams, especially our software team. And we have a lot of cool devices just lying around. So Pokemon Go came out. I play it. I'll admit. <laughs> and a bunch of our software guys plays it. And one one of the guys is like, that's Android. We're Android. Let me see how difficult it is to port it over. Oh, so gosh. within a couple of hours, he had Pokemon Go working on our glasses. Wow. <laughs> and started playing. I think, I forget which one the original glasses is, but it's already on like level 13 or something. Oh, which wow. is someone's been playing a lot. Um, and in fact, they paired it with a ring controller, okay, so okay. now you could just throw the ball. Oh wow! It, it's just—it's so—it's <laughs> just so cool, right? Yeah. I, I've played a little bit, um, and so I think yesterday a few of them took five glasses to a hockey event, and they—they they wore it on on Pier Thirty Nine or somewhere, and we're we're playing. And so we might—I I think some, one of the guys captured some footage, so we might start putting that up on our webpage. Oh, or yeah. Yeah. That's nice. So it'd be cool if we have it. We'll even share it with you know you guys if you want to. Yeah, see it. I, like when you were talking about, it, I was like, I wonder how did they, how were they able to like fling the ball? But like now that you have the Tony yep. Stark controller, yep. exactly. <laughs> it just works. Yeah, team, so the team cool. Valor for everybody. <laughs> I, I I don't know names. I'm yellow, so whatever. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yellow. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta trust your instincts. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, I think this. Would be uh, safer for most Pokemon Go players because for some reason when you're looking at a phone, people just forget about the outside world. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. They get tunnel vision. Strange. They're just looking straight at the yeah. screen. Because I, I think on the way here, as I was walking, I was playing it, and <laughs> like I'm usually pretty good at looking at my surroundings. But I started across the street, and I had the right way because it was like just a little one, like a small little street to walk across. But there was like a, a UPS truck coming by, oh, and yeah. I just happened to look up, and I was like, "Okay, is this guy stopping?" <laughs> but yeah. he he was like still moving. I was like, "Okay, I'm about to die." You're right. <laughs> That's not Pikachu. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and that, that actually, Danny, that that actually highlights one of the benefits of augmented reality glasses because yeah. now this tiny screen that you're looking at is in the canvas you're playing on. The real world mm-hmm. is the canvas. So if you're looking for Pikachu and there's a UPS truck coming, and if it's in front of it or behind it, you're paying attention to a UPS truck because yeah. it's your real world. Okay. And it, your head isn't down, your head is up, and you're looking around at mm-hmm. your surroundings. You know what just occurred to me? I think because I'm looking at the ballpark in yeah. the background. So if I'm like at a Giants game, and I know you described this with Steph Curry at the Warriors, whatever, but if I'm at the stadium, I could basically do even a replay of a a wonderful play like a triple play or something like that in ar while i'm sitting in the stadium right absolutely um i have to be a little bit sensitive around here because there's a lot of (laughs) you're hitting on some very interesting use cases (laughs) (laughs) so at any sporting event you could be in the stadium wearing the glasses looking at the field or the court or the ice and have augmentation of what's going on Right? Especially like a game like baseball, it's all based on numbers and statistics. So what cooler way to look at the field and have numbers and statistics? A game like, ho- uh, like um, you know, I'm around the Sharks, so hockey is huge in yeah. San Jose. Mm-hmm. Right? I can't follow the puck. I'll admit it. I'm not going to the stadium, but the seats I can afford and the little yeah. puck and the people, what's going on? Now I wear the glasses. If there's cameras right on the ice... And I want to see something, I could just go with my augmented reality glasses, just click on a camera, and suddenly I have courtside seat. So I get that experience, wow. I get that mm, feeling, yeah. but I got the best seat in the house. Yeah. So 
you're hitting on some really cool use cases. Well, I was, I was just kind of like, I'm always thinking about stuff, and I was thinking like, it'd be cool if like, say for here outside of AT&T Park, it's like, you know, if you're like in the clubhouse or something like that, you could pay like maybe extra $300 and you could rent the glasses. But you had to put down like a two thousand dollars deposit because you can't just walk out of there. But yeah, that'd be cool. Like if, if uh, like the stadium like invest in it, they can have their they can have players or not players, but like uh, customers wear it, check it out, like it, maybe even go back and buy it themselves. So that'd be a good marketing tool for for AR. Yeah, no comment, Danny. But you guys are shocking. <laughs> I'm thinking what somebody already thought of. <laughs> it's in the works. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So is there anything else we want to talk about? We're we gonna. I, I think uh, we're gonna chocolate bananas. This? I think that yeah, chocolate bananas. I think that's our safe word. Yeah, but thank you so, so much. This uh, is incredible. Thank you, gentlemen. The tour, the, the interview. I have a, a deeper understanding by far now than I did before. I, I appreciate it, and thank you, gentlemen, for uh, coming visiting us. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thank you, oh, no, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah, it was very good. We'll have this out in a couple of days because I'm moving. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, where can I know you mentioned before, but like one more time, where can people learn more about ODG? Yeah, and absolutely. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We have uh, OsterhoutGroup.com is our webpage, um, and uh, we hope to see you guys soon. Oh, right. well, awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Decades ago, and through his God-given genius.